Once again today, we are gathered together as we worship our God and give Him thanks and honor. That is our, not just so-called so -called obligation, but as part of the covenant we have in God. That we are gathered together to worship Him, to thank Him, and magnify His name, acknowledging that He is the Lord of our lives. And the same thing also today, it's the month of September, a very, very what you call September, a month always to remember because it's an anniversary and the same time also uh, we to celebrate the exaltation of our primate. But nevertheless, whatever happens, all these things and these years and this month, still we have a thousand reasons to give thanks to God, to rejoice. That's why this is a month of thanksgiving, a month of rejoicing unto the Lord. And today, we continue in the Lord, and we always uh, start our week with praise and thanksgiving and a great thanksgiving with the Eucharist and with the Word of God. So today, once again, as we gather together, our... Our theme for today is steadfast in His mercy. We continue to eat, eat the Word of God, eat of the body and blood of Christ, the food for our journey, the food for our spirit, and at the same time also, it is the food from heaven that would nourish our divine life in us. So today, in this uh, what you call theme steadfastness mercy what I want to arrive is that uh, we will see and understand more how merciful God to us that would always lead us to trust him to humble ourselves to him and always to thank him and praise him that is why how my Topic for today is to trust or to have a steadfast faith and trust in His mercy. He is steadfast in His mercy. We should also be steadfast to trust in His mercy. Have faith in His mercy. God is merciful. So, to start with, after all those discourse and talking of Jesus to the disciples about unclean, that's something that to be unclean, to be defiled, is not from the outside, but what comes in and out of our mouth and our life that defiles a man. He comes to a place. He comes to a place here in verse uh, 24, where he arose and went to the region of Tyre, Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted... No one to know it, but he could not hidden. So after those things, he go to this place, a place of pagan, a place of Gentiles, a place of unclean people. So once again, and he did not come here to preach the gospel. He came here to have, uh, we say, a retreat, 
arrest or a vacation, why he says here, that and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. So he is there in incognito. So he is a time there to have time with his disciples. So in this passage, there are two things that happen, two miracles that happen. The deliverance of the Canaanite woman's daughter from the demon's uh, uh, oppression, and at the same time, the healing of a man who is deep and mute. An expression, an example of God's mercy, of God's mercy to these people. Now, as you start in this woman, how this, this two uh, miracles connected in our lives, there's always a connection to us. Every time we read the Bible, every time we hear the sermon, it is of God, yes. But always, do not think that it's for others. It's always for you and me. Something that always says to yourself, what it is have to do with me? How it could affect our lives? So, the first happened here is this, that this woman come to Jesus. He is a, a night woman, a Syrophoenician. He's a Gentile. So he, the Lord, already showing the disciples, I am not afraid to be contaminated by this Gentile woman, as the parishioner says, because when you be uh, near to this Gentile, you will be uh, unclean. And Jesus was there, and this woman, a, a, a Syrophoenician, he's a Greek, but a Syrophoenician, Syrian or Lebanese by descent, but he is born Greek. Now, he's there to ask Jesus for help for his daughter who has been oppressed by the devil. And as he come to this, a lot of would say uh, hindrances, maybe. Okay? And he come to Jesus and he said, For a woman whose young daughter had unclean spirit heard about him as he came to... She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek and Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. So, mark your Bible, Mark 7. Let's go to Matthew 15. Same, uh, same account. But there's something I want to see that in, in, Mark, in Matthew 15, or Matthew 14, I, I mean. Matthew 14. Because it's more vivid here, more clear here. Okay? In Mark 14, and Matthew 14, verse 21, Then Jesus went out and there and departed from the region of Tyre and Ridon. And behold, a woman, a Canaanite woman, came from the region, cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me. This is different between the Markan and uh, Matthew writings. Mark did not say this, but Matthew clearly says this, that the woman come to Jesus and said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. That's why our theme, steadfast in his mercy. 
Mark did not say anything about this. But in Matthew said, Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. And he's asking help for his daughter. But here the Lord, but the says, the Lord did not answer. He's quiet. Even the disciple says, Get rid of him. He's disturbing us. But this woman have faith in the mercy of Jesus. And Jesus said here, not only that, said, I was not sent except to the, most, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's like Jesus declined. Maybe Jesus is not in a good mood. You disturb our vacation. But that's not Jesus. That's not the character, the caliber of Jesus. But he is something about this woman. And then, the Lord then, 25 says, Lord, help me. That's two things. Lord, have mercy. Lord, help me. That is a cry of a, a person who needs help. Asking for the mercy of God. But the answer of Jesus, he said, he answered, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. So let's go back on to Mark. Verse 27, Jesus said, let the children be filled first. But it's not good to take children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Maybe a rude answer, but that's not. The Lord wants to arouse the faith of this woman. And be sincere to his coming to Jesus. But although he said this because this woman is not a Jew, have no what you call covenant with God. He is so-called part of the unclean people. But he came to Jesus for help, for mercy, and said, let the children be filled first. I came to the people of Israel, to the lost house of Israel. And that's what he says. He's saying, I'm not, I did not come here from you. Maybe that's the word saying there. But there's something, reason why the Lord wouldn't arouse the faith of this woman. And he said here, well, it's not good to take children's bread, children's bread, the salvation for the Israel, the children of God, and to the little dogs. See, the Pharisees and Jewish people, because they think that this pagan, not every Jew, every people is not a Jew, to the thinking of a Jew is all dogs, unclean. So if we are there, maybe in this house, you are there, you are a kasangbahay, or maybe OFW, you are a dog to the Jewish people, unclean because you're not Jew. But the Lord says, says, dogs, little dogs. Why? That's why I said that God is not rude Hebrews. Because the little dogs here, it, it means pet dog. Because in a house, even in Israel, there are little dogs pet by the children. But when they eat, they eat first, the family eat first, and then the little dog. I don't know, because today everyone is a fan of dogs. There are times now the food of the dog is more expensive than the food of the, of the owner. 
Okay, that's yours, no problem. Now, here, the eat first, the family eat first, and then the little dog. That's how mostly we do. The family eat, and then we throw to the cat, the chicken, the little chicken, but first the family. But look at this. Faith this woman. said, Lord, even though, yes, Lord, even little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. But I want to read it in Matthew. I, I, I like this in Matthew. said, Lord, more, more vivid. said, yes, Lord, yet even little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. I know, Lord, I have no right to ask you. I'm a Jew. I'm not a Jew. I have no covenant with you. I have no right even to call you Lord. Son of David, I have no right to do that. But Lord, what I want, I'm not after the bread in the plate, those little crumbs that, that fall. Mo, mo, kung katon. Yun lang, Lord. That is mercy. I'm not, have no right to ask all the promises of God. What I want is mercy. Kahit kunting pagtingin. Do yun dun sa Pilipino. Yun lang, Lord. That's what I ask. Mercy for my daughter. And Jesus said, that's a great faith. That's the great faith. And he was, and his daughter was healed. See? Mercy. And then here in the second part, verse uh, 30, from here from Matthew 7, from 31 about this, another man. He does say about this man. But they beg him because he's deep and mute. And the Lord showed mercy in this man and he healed him. Put his finger in his ear and put his finger spit for a while and put in his tongue and he was healed. He said, Ipata! Ipata! Be open! And another meaning for Ipata is be released. And now this man was healed. So these two miracles, I want to emphasize what is connected unto us. First of all, in this woman, you could see ourselves to this woman. This woman begged for mercy, for help, because he's not a Jew. But because of God's mercy, her prayer was answered. The mercy here is not just compassion. The deeper meaning of mercy in the sense is, I think, the word clemency. The word clemency and mercy is the same, synonymous. But you don't hear much about the word clemency. You always hear about grace, about compassion, about mercy, pity. We seldom hear the word clemency. Moses is used mostly in people who are in a death, in a death row. In believe it, that there's people sentenced to die in electric chair or parents' squad. But because of clemency, 
Osanta juga presidential pardon. Okay, you get that the word, the clemency there and pardon, which the meaning here is mercy or forbearance to the or forbearance of the punishment given to the offender, even justice demands it. Forbearance of the punishment to the offender, even justice demands it. means to say, yes, they really make the crime. They are sentenced to death. They deserve that kind of, I would say, sentence to die, or maybe uh, life imprisonment, because what they have done. But mercy and clemency would forbid with that, what you call, forgiveness. That instead of death penalty, you will be life imprisonment. Or for life imprisonment, you will reduce to 20 years. In other words, in short, it is a favor received even we are not worthy or deserving to receive it. That's what we are. We are not the Jew in the first place. And we are sinners condemned to death. But because of God's mercy, forbearance of the punishment we deserve, even justice requires it. He sent Jesus to die for you and me. That so that through our faith in Him, we have salvation. We have forgiveness. Even though we should have that kind of sentence. That is mercy. Favor, grace we receive, even we are not deserving. And it is God. That is the mercy the woman asking here. And that's what happened to us. That's what happened to us. We're asking for God's mercy. Asking for God's mercy. That's why because we enter the Kyrie, have mercy, have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy because we are sinners. God has forgiven us. And that is His own choosing. That is His own choosing. It's not because of us. You could see now the mercy of God to you and me. We are not deserving, but He chose to give it to us. He is merciful. And the second here, and there's this impediment, this deaf and mute man. It's like unto us. Before we come to God, we are deaf. We cannot speak. We are deaf from the Word of God. We cannot hear God. We don't speak anything of God. But when we come to God in His mercy, by faith in the salvation, the Lord said unto us, the moment we are baptized, the moment we have faith in God, the Lord says to us, Ipata! He opened our ears. He opened our spiritual ears. He opened our spiritual eyes. He opened our spiritual heart. He opened our tongue that now, as children of God, we could hear God. We could see God. We could understand God. And we could sing praises unto God. That's mercy. 
Now we are not so deserving to receive that, but God in His love, He chose to give it anyway to you and me. Remember that mercy. That's why our response to that mercy is faith, to trust Him. Like this woman, many are challenged to stand, but there it is. He chose to stand and continue to ask God have mercy. How much more if this woman have the right to ask God if you have no relationship, how much more now to ask that you are in a relationship to God? We are children of God. We have more reason to ask to God to trust Him with mercy because we are now part of His family. We have no faith. And the second here, because here, not only faith in His mercy and God, because God is so merciful, but also humility. Humility to remember that because of all these things, because of God, not unto us. That's why he said, Lord, that this woman said, I know, Lord, I'm not a Jew. I'm not deserving all these things. But Lord, your mercy. And God showed him mercy. Why we are here? Because of God's mercy. Nothing that we could prove to God because of our own doing. Because everything is God's, is in God's mercy. That's why this line could say, Not unto us, Lord. No, no, best domine. Not unto us, not to us, but it's because of you, Lord. That's when we come to the Eucharist. You have you called the humble access. Do you see that humble access? Humble access means we can come to the presence of God. We could receive the sacrament because of your mercy, not of me. That's the meaning of that. That's why, look at that. Look at this. If you are attending our afternoon prayer, this is what you call the prayer of humble access. It is an access to come to God. Declaring our humility and threatening that says here, taken in this verse, only two verses. One is in this verse, in this woman. And it said here in humble access, we do not presume to come in thy table, O Lord, trusting our own righteousness, but in the manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy much to gather up the crumbs under thy table. But our same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy, grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh and thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may even more dwell in him and he in us. That is the meaning of that. When we come to this, receive this Lord, I'm not worthy, but because of you, I become worthy. I'm not deserving because of you. I'm now deserving. That is humility. And also in our, in our uh, service today, in our customary, there's another humble access spoken by a Roman centurion, another Gentile. He said here, where I end, you could see it in verse 9. You could see it in your plan. Look at that. Lord, I'm not worthy that you enter under my roof. But only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. That is called the humble access. Humility, Lord. Nothing of me. Nothing of me. But because 
of your mercy. That's why we come to God in His mercy. Nothing, uh, nothing to be proud of ourselves or what we have done. Nothing. Not unto us, not unto us, but to you, Lord. No nobis domini because of God's mercy. And the last, we always express in thanksgiving. First, of faith. Uh, and then second, humility. And the third, praise and thanksgiving. Like this man impediment. The moment that he had been released, the Lord released us. He put up on the claw of death, the claw of sin and death. And look at this man. He always gives thanksgiving and praise unto God. That's it, brothers and sisters. May we have a deeper understanding of God's mercy unto you and me that would break in us in our heart. Faith, trust in Him. Humble ourselves to Him that nothing, nothing you could prove to God except because of His mercy and always break forth in thanksgiving. May you have a little understanding that truly God is merciful. That men would give thanks to God for He is good and His mercy endures forever.